Welcome to the channel both feared and revered by man and beast, the Helios blog. Today, Jordan Peterson versus Piers Morgan. This should be a good one. Let's get into it. Reasons difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. I'm part of it. Uh, a, can you believe it's a year? And what kind of reaction did you have to that interview? Because some of the clips went... And, ...and safety at the cost of existential adventure. That is not an advance. Now, I think, being optimistic like Pinker, that we could have an adventure. We could have our cake and eat it too. Let's put it that way. We could, we could make the world an abundant place and, and there would still be room for an adventure for everyone. But I think the, the existential or the, or the enlightenment types like Pinker, they make a mistake when they presume that mere material well-being is sufficient to, to, to provide people with the meaning that's, that's a necessary that's necessary to offset the fundamental existential uncertainty of their lives. You know, we're mortal creatures and we're, we're prone to decay and to the loss of everything that we have, even Indeed. if we're rich. And you need a meaning that offsets that. And I don't think the Enlightenment types have done a good job of addressing that at all. They don't really understand or they refuse to understand the depth of that spiritual longing. Am I angry? Um, no, I wouldn't say precisely so. Um, I, I'm upset at many things that I see. I think the net zero move is, is, is a travesty in, in five different dimensions. I'm absolutely appalled. I've never heard of it. Appalled that the globalist utopian elitists would sacrifice the poor to save the planet, especially when there's no evidence whatsoever that they're actually effectively saving the planet. And we could take Germany as a case in point there. Indeed. And I would say the UK to some degree. Um, but I'm, I'm fundamentally optimistic. I think that people, I think that human beings can solve any problem that's set in front of them. And this is also another place where I think the apocalyptic utopians have got something seriously wrong. Like they basically take a zero sum approach to, to economic analysis of the world. We have finite resources. There's only room for a certain number of people. And so, of course, that begs the question of what in your world you're going to do with all those excess people. Right. And uh, th there's another thing. That's not to take into account technological advance because, you know, uh, let's say a thousand years ago, the earth could not support billions of people, right? So as technological advances happen, more people are able to be supported. So who's to say that that couldn't occur in the future? Of course it could. And uh, we have to, you know, we have to move towards degrowth or there's going to be an apocalypse. And I think everything about that That's set of wrong. presuppositions is wrong. I agree. We don't live in a zero-sum universe. The apocalyptic out... Just build tall instead of wide. There are many countries that aren't even tall right now. So every country could build tall instead of wide. And already we would have, uh, you know, room for a lot more people, Right. And when I say build tall instead of wide, I mean, if you think about cities like Hong Kong, right, there are many, many high-rise buildings and many people live upwards, not spread out wide over area, right? So countries that have wide swaths of land like the United States, if the land were to be converted into tall instead of wide growth style, it could support many more people, right? And that applies to every country. 
outcome that everyone's predicting isn't necessary. And the more fundamental truth of the matter is, is that people, if people adopt subsidiary responsibility, and we could get into what that means, and we organize our social hierarchies effectively and generously, we could make the desert bloom. We can make much out of right. virtually nothing. And, and, that's, and human beings have that capacity because we can transform cognitively. And there's no reason to assume at all that we couldn't have more than enough for everyone. Now, that would mean those who want more for themselves than for other people would have to let go of that essentially power-mad uh, desire and be willing to share and be willing to raise the poor out of poverty. And, of course, doing so decreases the gap between rich and poor, and that's very annoying if you're narcissistic and rich. <laughs> Indeed. You spoke last night, actually, at the Buckley Institute in New York, and you said something really interesting to me. Uh, how do you have the adventure of your life, you asked the people there, including many students. And your answer was, tell the truth. And then it's so bloody interesting and engaging and exciting that it justifies the misery of your existence. What can I tell you? There are mm -hmm. great books. Mm -hmm. Read them, ignore mm -hmm. your professors. I, I mean, I did love that uh, because actually there is a real power, isn't there, to the truth, particularly in this era. In 2023, telling the truth. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. The, the difficulty of our time is what? Is the war with the truth. Right? There are people trying to obfuscate the truth, to hide the truth from you. And should you fall prey to those false messages? Well, that's it. I think where there's so much untruth and disinformation flying around, actually being true to yourself is probably the most powerful thing you can, you can be, I think. Well, you, you can think about that in two ways. I mean, the first way is, who are you if you lie? You're uh, exactly. Now, I would say, well, you're false if you lie. That seems self-evident. If you're false when you lie, then who are you? You're not you. And so then whatever happens to you when you lie, that isn't happening to you. And the theological view of that is that whatever happens to you when you lie is happening to the spirit of the lie, right? And, and the spirit of the lie classically speaking, is a demonic spirit. And so whatever success you accrue as a consequence of lying isn't your success. It accrues to the... To the demonic spirit that you have become as a result of that lie. Interesting. It accrues to the glory of the spirit who lies. And that's a very bad idea. But then as well, the adventurous element of the truth is associated with the following idea. I mean, I could come on this interview, let's say, and I could have been thinking this morning, well, what in the world do I want to accomplish if I get to talk to Pierce Morgan? I'm going to talk to several million people. How can I grow my brand? How can I use this opportunity to ensure that people feel better about me or admire? Right, exactly. That's the narcissist uh, perspective, right? I only care about me. I don't care about enriching the lives of other people. I don't care about telling the truth. I don't care about you know, what the people will learn or, or take from me. All that I care about is me, me, me. And obviously there's something very wrong with that. Obviously. Hire me more. Something 
hypothetically self-serving, eh? but it's not self-serving exactly. It's, it would serve a very narrow part of myself. It would, assert, it would serve the narcissistic, self-aggrandizing, right. exactly. whim-oriented, hedonistic element of myself. And maybe I would confuse that with myself, but that would be foolish. Indeed. And then maybe I would get what I aimed at and I'd have an impressive conversation with Pierce Morgan and that would redound temporary to my glory and I would walk away satisfied. <laughs> but the problem with that is it's a stupid goal. Indeed. And if I attained it, that would just make me successful at being, a nar- a being foolish and narcissistic. <laughs> That's right. And, and ultimately what Jordan is saying, it's, it's very much it's very much how the world works in 2023. People are trying to attain the goal of being this selfish, narcissistic garbage, not trying to help each other, not trying to go towards a positive future, just lying and obfuscating the truth. And obviously, that's wrong. And the consequence of doing that repeatedly would be that I would become more and more foolish and narcissistic. And there's no success in that. Even if I got rich doing that, I'd be rich and pathetic. And right. that's not helpful. And right. Alternatively, I could come on here and I could just try to say what I believe to be the case. And then that would be me and it would be the truth. And then I would be aligned with reality, which seems like a good idea, you know, because... Well, here's the thing. Ultimately, what Jordan is, is highly courageous. And that is something to look up to. He is highly courageous. And we could all aspire to be a little bit more like that. If it's you against reality, like, good luck to you. But there's more to it, Pierce, because, see, if I want to come on to your program saying, just say what I think, I have to throw caution to the wind. I can't be calculating the outcome. I can't be, like, what would you say, referring to an opinion poll and telling people what they want to hear. I just have to lay it on the line. And to do that, I have to let go of the outcome. But the cool thing, here's the cool thing. If you let go of the outcome... You don't know what's going to happen. And then- so it's an adventure. Indeed. So telling the truth leads to a more fun life, effectively. Interesting. And that's so interesting, really, that it's almost unbearable. And that is definitely something so interesting that it's almost unbearable. That's an adventure. And then you get to have an adventure. And then you think, wow, well, this is so interesting. Maybe it's worth sticking around for and trudging through the misery just to see how it ends. <laughs> and I do believe that you, I do believe you capture that in a relationship with the truth. Yes. I truly believe that. No, I don't I agree. mean that mystically even. I agree. And what's fascinating, actually, is that whenever I've interviewed you or done your podcast, and I'm feeling it again now, I agree with so much of what you say, but that's not really the point. I believe that you come from a place of authenticity. Right. And I think there are other people like that. Joe Rogan is not... He's genuinely trying to actually tell the truth and he's not trying to screw you over. He might say some things you don't want to hear, but that doesn't really matter, right? The medium is the message one that I watch him Mm -hmm. I don't always agree with him but I always feel he's authentic uh, in a different way and to a lesser degree but I think the point's the same someone like Andrew Tate I can see why he resonates so much with young men in particular because much of what he says they feel fills a void in their lives where they feel oppressed as a group of people and he gives them a sense of empowerment so I get I get that and it's interesting that I, I cite the three of you because Gavin Newsom 
who's the governor of California and many think may end up being the Democrat nominee for the presidency next year, he said this. He said, I have a very serious conversation with my eldest daughter about the chat bots on Snapchat. I really worry about the misinformation, disinformation about what's happening with our country. But I really worry about these micro cults that my kids are in. Ah, yes. These, oh my lord. It has begun, ladies and gentlemen. The fight of our time. Yes. Micro cults. That's right. Terrible, horrible people telling the truth, trying to help you have a good life. No, don't listen to them. Listen to Kim Kardashian and so on. Listen to me. I know what's true. You, the truth? No, no. I know what's best for you. Disaster. I say micro cults because I don't know if there's a better way to describe it. My son is asking me about Andrew Tate, Jordan Peterson, and then immediately he's talking about Joe Rogan. And I'm like, here it is, the pathway. And when I read that, I sort of laughed because I thought, what, what pathway do you think that is? Yeah, exactly. What pathway do you think that is? Where are they leading the kid? Are they leading the kid towards his own destruction or are they telling him, work out, resist the narrative to be a weak loser, uh, tell the truth, you know, f- try to be successful in the world, fight for what you believe in. Oh, so bad, so horrible, micro cults, bad, no, no, be a womanist, be a, you know, a, ri- a I don't even know what to call it, a, a wokeist, you know, follow the woke religion, they know better, you know, uh, pay reparations for the sins of the past, that's what matters, not the truth, disaster. Well, that statement was unconsciously comical in four dimensions, which is pretty remarkable achievement as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, first of all, anybody who talks about misinformation and disinformation, that the misinformation and disinformation that other people are spreading is they, they immediately invalidate themselves as a serious observer in my... Uh- right. It's not misinformation. Like... Jordan actually tells the truth. How is that misinformation? Is it because the information you're supposed to hear is a lie? Is that why it's misinformation? Uh, viewpoint, because they're, they're basically arbitrary censors. I mean, right. it's not as if we have some stellar and um, completely omniscient manner of distinguishing truth from falsehood, which is why we have free speech, so we can hash things out. And if people are foolish enough to believe that there's some straightforward way of identifying the purveyors of myths and disinformation, which... I agree entirely. Who are you to say that what I'm saying is false? You are not an omniscient observer. No, no that's, that's right. I, I didn't even consider this perspective. But yeah, who are you to say that what I'm saying is wrong? which is what the UN insists upon now, then they are, in fact, identifying themselves as the prime Senses. purveyors of such falsehood, I would say. Then um, the micro comment, that's just ridiculously funny, because if you are daft enough to think that Joe Rogan is a micro cult, you live in 1995. Yes. Joe Ro- yeah, Joe Rogan is not a 
a cult leader or anything like that. Rogan is the most powerful journalist who's ever lived by an, uh, by an order of magnitude. And if you don't know that, you're just not in the, you're not in you're the not modern in the world. You're not in the Yeah, right. And so, and young people are in the modern world and they know that Joe Rogan isn't a microcult and Gavin Newsom might not know that, but that just means that he's... Behind the times. He's anachronistic enough to be deluded. So that's pretty damn funny. And then the next part that's funny is that maybe if Newsom had a clue, he'd be curious about why his own children are interested in these micro... Yeah, why are your own children interested in these people and not in you? That's the question to ask. What do these people have to say, right? Oh, they're evil. They don't believe what I believe, that we should all be woke bots. Oh, they're terrible. Awful people. Worst people on the planet. Cultists. Cults. And and exactly what, what it is about, let's say, Tate and Rogan and I that are grouped together, even though it's a strange grouping. I mean... Very I- strange. They've really... Jordan literally came out and said he doesn't like Tate and how he uses girls. Tate doesn't really care about anyone except for himself and and making his own money and being narcissistically rich. It's very clear. He's uh the the what? The id personified? Um and Joe Rogan Joe Rogan is just genuinely curious. He's he's not even he's not even out like maybe he was out to make money, but all he did was talk to people. Ooh. And he has some views that are maybe not uh, the average person's views. He's a bit more out there in uh, in what he actually believes. Ooh, so bad! Oh, they don't they don't believe in like um, you know, woke religion. Uh oh, must be an evil person. Like disaster. I'm not particularly happy to be grouped with Andrew Tate because I think that he there's some elements about what he does that are quite reprehensible, but that we could certainly talk about that. Um, and- right. And also, Jordan doesn't disagree with everything that Andrew says. He disagrees with the parts of what Andrew says and the parts that Andrew is that are bad. He disagrees with those, but not with everything. It's, um, what's the phrase? It is the mark of a wise man that can entertain a thought without accepting it. Um, but there's also, just because a person, like, says one bad thing, or one thing you don't agree with, or has one view you don't agree with, doesn't mean every single thing they've ever said is wrong or bad. So, anyway, let's let's continue. And so, so you know, there should be some curiosity on Newsom's front, trying to figure... The, the, the principle, sorry, the, the principle is... Just because a guy said 2 plus 2 is effing 4 doesn't mean they're wrong. If you don't like the word effing in there, you can say, I don't like that this person says effing when they're doing their calculations. But their calculations are good. You see? That's the idea. You can say one bad thing and these these woke, like, bots will go, Oh! Throw them to the wayside. Burn them at the stake. Worst human. You've said one thing I disagree with. How dare you? Meanwhile, they are clamping down on the thing that makes us human, which is our ability to talk.
Well, I'm joined again by Jordan Peterson. Oh, Jordan- sorry, I, uh, I. The reason you don't back. do that in part is, if that becomes the norm, it will 100 percent come to visit you and your loved ones. Mm. So, you know, when you when you uh, when you attribute to someone else the right to the presumption of innocence and due process, you are simultaneously, absolutely accruing to yourself that the old, that that privilege and right. And we have to remember that because we're all stupid. We're all fools. We all do stupid things. And so we need careful protection for our own fragility and foolishness. And presumption of innocence and due process is part of that protective, protective structure. Yeah. We sacrifice that at our great peril, even though it's so enjoyable to do so. Right. Did you see the Barbie movie? Not yet. Not yet. I plan to see it this week. I want to see it. From what you've gleaned about it, read about it, heard about it, it mentions the word patriarchy, I think, a dozen times or something. Disaster. Thing. Oh, yeah. Um, patriarchy. Th- there's no doubt the whole theme of the thing is that, you know, you don't really need men anymore. No, men are terrible. Like, what have men ever done for the world? It's all been women. Who run the world? Girls. Obviously. Well, okay. Let me let me be the devil's advocate. Esther Villar in her book The Manipulated Man has described how girls have from for many, many, many years, certainly decades, if not centuries, have basically manipulated men into doing what they want, right? So girl doesn't have to you know, put gas in her own car, she doesn't have to drive, she doesn't have to do anything useful, she just has to manipulate a man into doing it, right? And uh, marriage is effectively just a chain that allows the woman to manipulate the man into even more, right? So, by that estimate, by that logic, one could say women do run the world. How? By running men, right? Okay more women you can have everything you want without these ghastly people and we need to completely dismantle the whole patriarchy men are terrible have a matriarchy right where women run everything and we already have a matriarchy 2023 is a matriarchy oh yeah that'll work run beastly men i mean this this war on the patriarchy what are your thoughts on that it's very stupid well i would say the online world in many ways is a matriarchy yep agreed and the reason i would say that is because the online world enables female form antisocial behavior. Right. And right. females who are antisocial use reputation savaging, bullying and exclusion to gain their narcissistic pathway forward. There's a very well documented psychiatric literature on female antisocial behavior and the online world has men- Girls don't fight with fists. Girls fight with words, with manipulation, with exclusion. Any of the elements of a matriarchy and so yeah, well, there's the matriarchy for you. And I mean, I'm not saying it would be worse or better than the patriarchy, although I, you know, the patriarchy is it's a foolish concept to begin with because it's such a radical oversimplification. But um, the idea that if we just replaced a hierarchy of men with a hierarchy of women or no hierarchy at all, I mean, if you think that, you're so foolish that yeah. you should be put in university and educated by people who know what they're talking <laughs> exactly. about. Of course, we can't do that in the universities anymore either. Yeah, exactly. That's the irony. The irony is that people literally in 2023, they go to university to be brainwashed. It's brainwashed school. You don't learn anything unless you, uh, you know, 
unless you take a legitimate STEM degree, you don't learn anything. You learn men are trash, women are great, uh, go, uh, you know, sleep around, uh, men, yeah, and, and women should be men. That's what you learn. And uh, patriarchy is terrible. Like, what? <laughs> I could... And you, not only this, you have to spend 40,000 US dollars to do it. It's like a, a stupider thing I, you could not imagine. Only an idiot would, would agree to it if they knew what they were getting into. But of course, they never do, right? And why don't they know? Well, they don't know because you're supposed to go to university to get educated, right? And the opposite happens. So... It was extraordinary on universities at Harvard University. Harvard. Has just been voted the worst in the world for free speech. It Hilarious. Almost like it doesn't exist at Harvard. The worst in America, I think it was. I mean, how, how can it be that Harvard has become this barometer of the enemy of free speech? Disaster. Well, it took a lot of work to manage that. It took decades of, of, of something. Of, uh, what's it called? Subversion. Thing approximating foolish conspiratorial uh, maneuvering to manage that. I mean, you got to ask yourself: Is Harvard a university or a hedge fund? I mean, as a massive <laughs> endowment. It, now that was hilarious. It seems to me very often that the university is just a sideshow for for the people who govern the Harvard Harvard's economic affairs. But but that aside, it's taken a very long time to let the woke mob and the and the progressive propagandists take over the university systems and Harvard's in the forefront. And so they managed it a little earlier and a little better. And I say that, by the way, with absolutely no um, satisfaction. I worked at Harvard in the 90s. I was a professor there from 92 to 97. And I loved it. And it was one high functioning institute at that time, man. Um, it really, really... Yup, where it produced some of the smartest people in all of human history. How the mighty have fallen. We literally get to live in an age. We literally get to live in an age where right now, 2023, you cannot get university educated anymore in practically in, in almost all subjects. They're almost all dead because they've been infiltrated by this, this corruption. And corruption is a perfect word. This, these false idols that you now have to worship. Guys. It's really not good. All right. Let's end the video there. Hit the like, hit the sub, hit all the notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian R, Tom M, Bobby, and Dylan H. Shoutouts to you, most recent purchaser of Strategist Guide to Seduction. Shoutouts to you. Of course, buy my books at bit.ly slash heliosbooks. Thank you, Dylan, once again. If you're interested in coaching, send me an email. Um, You can... um. And I'll slot you right in. Also, my Patreon is patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Thank you so much for listening, guys, especially if you listen to the end. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.